1: What is up, folks? It is your boy, Johnny Maggs, back at you once again for another edition of the All Angels Podcast. I am joined, as always, with... Dan Garcia. And some guy, I I don't know. He He just showed up at your door. He looks familiar, but I don't know. know, uh, Oh, yeah, Chris, the Curator Johnson. We are all here together, finally. Yes, He didn't big-time us this time. New
2: year, new podcast it feels like now with uh chris joining us
1: yeah it's a, a whole new uh whole new like i don't know man i don't even know how, like if i'm doing this right or what i'm supposed to do what do i do with my hands yeah what do i do with my hands i don't Ricky know <laughs> <laughs> no we got chris here uh dan here we're all uh we're and all the
2: return in... of the curator's chronicles <clears throat> coming
1: later exactly we're all the uh, in studio and i say i'd say that in air quotes uh but we had a lot of emails this week. Um, I think this a lot month? of, or this month, I'm sorry. See, I'm used to it. Yeah. Week. But, yeah. but anyway, <laughs> we have a lot of emails, and I think it's because it's a new year. Some things happen. I wouldn't say major, but I mean, any signing to me, I think, is big news. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, whether it be a big name or somebody that just to add depth. And um, we'll get into the signings right now. But um, again, thank you guys for emailing us. This is our first show of the year of 2019, so we're excited about that. And just what, two more shows, and then we're gonna, yeah, season real... starts and boom, yeah.
2: So yeah, February and then March, and then probably uh, when we're down in spring training, we'll we'll release those dates to you at the end of the podcast. So stay tuned. We'll probably do one out there.
1: Yeah, um, we have access. We're gonna have access to uh, internet and all that good stuff, and. Yeah. Uh, we'll be able to set up or whatever and, and do our thing. So I'm excited for that too, because obviously yeah, if, we'll
2: give you the details about that. Yeah, afterwards.
1: We're, we're, we're all going to be there at the same time, which is awesome. So anyway, all right, let's get into it. Actually, first, before we get going, I just want to uh, shout out um, our sponsors of the show, www.groomgoon.com and uh, Alley Cat SoCal. And uh, we'll get uh, more. Uh, we'll get the commercials out of the way later. But um, if you guys have any questions, comments or concerns for the show, do what a bunch of people did this month and hit us up at podcast at gmail.com. So with that being said, let's get into it. There were some signings that went down uh, since the last time we did the podcast. I think we did the podcast in early December. It was probably like the 5th or 6th of December yeah. or something like that. And the Angels, at that point, um, really we were talking about the coaching staff and the whole new like.
2: Yeah, that was a part of the yeah. most recent news at the time was the coaching staff because they just finalized. Um, you know the bench coaches, the the uh, bullpen coaches, like they finalized everything, and so that was something we talked about on the on the on the podcast last time. And then they also signed Listella. Uh, I guess that was the only yeah at the time we talked a little bit back then. So
1: yeah, if you listen to
2: us on um po- on um iTunes or Spotify, go back to last month uh, podcast and you can catch up that way. So
1: yeah, so the first thing I guess the domino, the first domino to fall was the Angels signed. Somebody who i mean I think the angels i don't this is a not a weird signing, but i, I it's kind of we're kind of i at least me trying to figure out where he's gonna fit in and this is justin bohr justin bohr who was a member of the um Marlins last year then got traded to the Phillies. Uh, he's a power guy, uh, first baseman with a lot of pop.
2: Left-handed bat.
1: Left-handed bat, and that it it. They're in the same situation they were kind of last year with signing Bor, a guy like Bohr hit twenty home runs, fifty nine RBIs total last year in one hundred and forty one games, but only batted two twenty seven. Kind of reminds you of Luis Valbuena's numbers, right? Right, a little bit. Yeah. So, you know, with Val, with Valbuena and and all that last year, they, they had depth at first base, but then, you know, it worked out with Ohtani getting hurt, but in doing the pitching stuff. Now that Otani, you know, will probably be back in late April, maybe early May. Where does Pujols fall in this situation with the signing of Bor? Where does Shohei Otani fit? I mean, Otani well, has a DH.
2: Only, yeah, Otani is only going to be a DH. I think this is just adding depth to that position. Right. Um, definitely coming out of camp, barring anything crazy happening, um, you'll probably see Bor at first and Albert DH until until Otani gets back. back. And then I don't know if, if Albert can produce at anything. You'll probably see a righty lefty kind of split. Mm-hmm. with them um i think eventually you're going to have to give a lot more of those first uh, first basement at bats to bore yeah, um, yeah his on base is really he I mean he has a he has an on base percentage of 344 career so he's always been able to, got to be able to get on base uh 260 career batting average you know kind of took a step back last year he's only 30 so Angel signed up for a one year deal 2.5 million um you know the the good part is too if he does bounce back and have a good year um, you know, because he did have a career high of twenty five home runs, eighty three RBIs in, in two thousand seventeen. Mm-hmm. But if he does have a good year, he is under team control for in the next uh, for the next year after that for in twenty twenty because he's still underneath the um, uh, service time to okay. get free agency. So it's a one year deal that could turn into a two year kind of thing if if he produces and, and does anything for the Angels uh, at first base.
1: I'll take the numbers he put up last year: twenty home runs fifty nine RBIs. Right. Uh however that two twenty seven batting average, hey, if you can give me two fifty, I'll take it. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, but I mean I don't personally see him hitting twenty home runs unless he gets a lot of playing time. Right. You know, you give well, that's me the ten things. Yeah, thing. I mean
2: it is, I don't want it to be the bearer bad news, but with Albert sometimes it's not a matter if he's gonna get hurt it's but a win. Right. And when that happens, you know, it's gonna be a natural fit for Bohr to be your first your full time first baseman mm-hmm. with Otani being DH. Right. Um You know, he's not going to be asked to be the number one guy offensively. I mean, obviously that's going to be Trout. He's probably not going to be the number two or number three guy offensively. That's probably going to fall on Upton and and hopefully maybe Calhoun. Um, And then obviously Otani's going to be in that mix when he gets back. But if he can be a solid guy, maybe the sixth, seventh kind of weapon in your offense, I think that's a a really good upgrade than what they did last year. And I think this is not a sexy move. It's a needed move upgrade-wise. I mean, you're right. not going to win the offseason by this signing, obviously, but it is an upgrade from what they got last year at first base.
1: And, and, you know, with him not being the top five options offensively, that should make it easier for Borer not have so much. Right, yeah. You
2: know, and, you know, he went from Miami that isn't in anything to Philadelphia. The the, the midseason signing. this is what's going to push us into the playoffs. And maybe there was some <laughs> extra pressure there. Maybe he was... Uh, pressing a little bit. Maybe that's what made his uh, batting average dip when he was in Philadelphia. Now he comes into the angels, um, a team that's going to be competitive, you know, whether or not to make the playoffs, that's something we'll see later, but they're going to be in that mix for the Mm -hmm. wild card spot, you know, for the majority of the season. And maybe, maybe that gives him some kind of um, a push, uh, you know, but not, not such a big one where it's like, now I feel like I have to press, you know, you're going to fall back on trout. You're going to fall back on Upton. You're going to fall back on Calhoun and Otani to be those kind of offensive leaders. And, he, if he could fit in after that, um, you know, I think that's definitely an upgrade.
1: You know who he reminds me of? And I don't know, Daniel, if you'll remember him. Chris, you'll remember this guy. He reminds me a lot of, like, uh, uh, Brad Former, Lefty power bat who came from, a, you know, uh, Montreal and Toronto before right. that who hit 20-plus home runs as a big power but came to the Angels as a DH, but only really kind of platooned with somebody else. And he ended up, you know, being a solid player. So if Justin Borg can be a Brad Former for the Angels – I'll take it, and you were talking about angels being in contention. You know, being in the wild card mix. Mm-hmm. You know, we we look at this team, and you you know, this team isn't very different from the team from the year before last year, where they were in contention. Right. Yeah. And and it every year there's that team. Last year it was the A's, who no one ever expected them to be in contention. Look where what they did last year. Right. You know, so this could easily be the angels. Yeah, but, you know, you, you
2: and- take some, and I think he's one of these guys. I think he's like a low risk, high reward kind of guy. You take a couple of those, and we'll get to some other ones they did. I think that's kind of where they're going right now. And if they hit, not only do you have a team that can produce, but you're doing it at a, at a rate where um, you're not breaking the bank. You're not putting yourself in financial turmoil, I guess, for years down the line. And I think that, with with um, you know, with, obviously with Trout coming up in the next few years, that's something that the Angels are really uh, conscious about doing is not putting themselves in a situation where – they're going to be tied up right. with all these extra millions of dollars in these guys that are going to be like 33, 34, 35 yeah. when that time yeah. comes.
1: Cuz look look where we're at with Albert Pujols right now. Right. You know, I mean, we're we're talking about him taking innings from somebody who potentially can hit us 25, 30 home runs right. just because he's got a big contract and he's on our team. So, yeah. let's get into the next signing, which was something that was a signing who, that I personally like because I feel like I feel like there's a high upside to this signing, actually the two next the next two signs we're going to talk about. But first, let's talk about the Matt, uh, Matt Harvey signing. The Angels signed Matt Harvey to a one year deal, about eleven million with incentives. Looks to be about twelve. Seems a little high, but I feel I think somebody emailed us, and we're going to read an email here shortly. Harvey was seven and nine last year total between uh, New York and Cincinnati. He had a four point nine four ERA, one hundred fifty five innings pitched. That's freaking perfect. I love that. Uh, in Cincinnati, he was seven and seven with a four fifty ERA. With the Mets, he went 0-2 with the 7 ERA. That's probably what made his ERA go up, those two those games that he had in New York. Um, between 2012 and 2015, Matt Harvey was a guy whose ERA was under 3.
2: Right, I had the same note, yep.
1: So, if you can get that Matt Harvey, you know, the win-loss thing, I think
2: it's... That comes and goes. Yeah, that, that's, that's over... And you, and you saw it with you um, know, the Cy Young yeah. this year yeah and-
1: if you can dude, if you can get me an under two or an under three ERA and you're like ten and ten, I'll take it. Because that means you're competing, you're keeping your team in the game. You're 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 allowing your team you're not giving up so many runs, so you're allowing your team to kind of put up numbers. Um, Harvey has a lot of upside. I like to sign. So let's get into see some emails that actually pertain to this signing. The first one comes from Lou Williams. He says, What's good guys? Hey, just a simple question. What's with all? What's the deal with all the Angels fans jumping all over Harvey, talking about a crappy signing? I feel like it's a good deal. It's one year with incentives, which gives him more of a purpose to succeed. I like that comment. Eleven million, a bit high, but almost feels like it's a market value for anybody. Um, and then Edward Viscaino, we'll read all the emails I have that pertain to this. Um, to Edward Viscaino said, "Let's see, he is, um, let's see." Uh, he says, I like the signings of Harvey and Cahill. It gives us depth, a veteran leadership in the rotation. Uh, that we just did not have last season. Uh, upside on both signings. And then Duncan Healy also had an uh, email here. He says, mm-hmm. uh, so it looks like the Angels did what Johnny said they should have done last year and added veteran guys to the pitching staff, something they didn't do last year. I like Harvey and Cahill. I like that. I like what they bring. Um, as far as the Angels going on, again, okay, well, whatever. We'll get into that. What are your – what are your – what is your thoughts on the, on the Matt Harvey? And, and it's just talking about now the Angels also signed Trevor Cahill.
2: Right. Um, both of those pickups I think are what we said kind of with the board. It's uh, low risk, high reward. Um, I'll go with Harvey first. I mean, kind of like what you said. If he pitched 155 innings this next year coming up, he, he would have been – or this last year with the Angels, he would have been second most innings amongst pitchers pictures. So yeah. um, there's definitely some need of uh, – Pitchers eating up innings. Obviously, pitchers nowadays aren't asked to go seven, eight, nine innings anymore. But you still need pitchers that give you a solid five, solid six innings. And and for the longest time, the Angels weren't getting that, and um, that put a stress on the bullpen. Which later on in the year, you kind of saw it um, take its effect. But um, you know, Matt Harvey and like the like the emailer said, um, has something to play for now because he's going to be a free agent again after next year, right? Um, It's a good signing. There was no one in this free agency class, I feel, that was going to be a hands-down ace of a staff. Right. Um, I mean, you're talking about someone – I think we talked about last last week when – because he just signed. um, uh, The guy from the Diamondbacks that went to the Nationals. uh... (laughs) Yeah. I don't. But um, any so anyway, no, he was the main guy this uh, this who, off I, I this can't. off season pitching wise. But anyways, he was it goes to the Nationals. He's already the third. He's probably the second or third yeah, guy yeah. on the staff. So there was no one in this year that I think would have um, been a top guy on the Angel staff. I mean, um, a lot of people like to see names, and I understand <laughs> that. But I think Harvey gives you an opportunity to um, buy a lotto ticket and 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 maybe you cash it in. And I think that's the biggest thing for. Uh, angels and angel fans is that, um, seeing something that could possibly happen. And I mean, they're probably bound for some kind of good luck with all the bad luck they've had with pitching the last you couple of years. So, so, um, that's a good signing. I like that signing Cahill, same thing. Um, one year, $9 million plus performance bonuses. All these guys are around the 30, 31 year old Mark. So they're not necessarily, you know, like a 35 year old, just hang it on, oh, but
1: veteran guys. Who can right. But veteran guys that,
2: that can eat up innings and, um, you know, and that's exactly what the Angels need. He pit, uh, Cahill pitched 110 innings last last yeah. year, so you hopefully get some more out of him this year. But um, they need guys that are going to add depth to the to the uh, pitching rotation. And honestly, I, I, I think it's a good move too because now um, they don't need to rush up like a, a Griffin Canning they or can, a Suarez. The Suarez. They can let it kind of play out, and then yeah, if Harvey or Cahill are really struggling, and it's you know beginning of the summer, it's June, July. Um. yeah, bring up a, a Canning or a Suarez and, and kind of...
1: Or or slide in a Tropiano because where right, does this yeah. leave Tropiano? Where yeah, does yeah. this leave Felix Pena?
2: Right. I think Felix Pena is yeah. probably going to do his best work in the bullpen right, right now. I think that's going to be an upgrade in the bullpen. J.C. Ramirez. J.C. Ramirez, is, I think, is also going to be a guy that can be worked out of the bullpen mm-hmm. to keep his innings um, kind of level, control his innings coming back from Tommy John. I don't think... Um, with the these moves they made, I don't think they're relying on him to be a starter this year just because they don't want to overwork him right away. Right, Cahill
1: last year was seven and four with a three point seven six ERA. He's a career eighty and eighty three guy. Um, you know, again, I think when he first kind of came up, he was an all star uh, in his first name with Oakland, I believe. I'm not too sure, but he was a he was a guy who was a uh, uh, had a promising uh, future, and I think a couple injuries kind of derailed him, but he's always been a consistent guy, 80 and 83, almost a 500 pitcher. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, going from that, the Angels made another move, and this one was something that I think a lot of Angel fans either loved it or hated because there was a lot of people talking about the Angels, you know, oh, they need to go get a guy like Grandal. Um, they need to get a catcher. They signed Maldonado again, blah, blah, blah. Well, the Angels ended up signing Jonathan Lucroy, who last year – played in 126 games. I think he played a little first as well. He wasn't always behind yeah. the plate. Um, he had four home runs, 51 RBIs. He had a 241 ERA. Or, I'm sorry, bad average. The only thing the thing here that stands out to me on his stats was not that long ago, in 2016, which I feel was his best season, he had 24 home runs, 81 RBIs. He's a gap-to-gap hitter, has a lot of doubles when he's on. Um, I think he's a good signing as far as a guy that you can, like, fit in there. I mean – the angels weren't going to go out. I don't think they were going to go out and get a grand doll or somebody like that. So it was going to be those, you know, kind of like another Rene Rivera last year. I think LaCroix kind of fits that. that yeah. A little bit. Right. You
2: know, like you said, um, his, his, well, the 2016 year, you said, um, you know, even two, yeah, 2016, he was an all-star. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a good year and it doesn't seem like that far away. <laughs> But he's going to be 33 coming into this season, and for that type of position, a catcher, yeah. it's not first base, it's not you know left field, right field. Catching takes a toll on your body as you go more so than any other position. So I don't think he's, I don't think he's like going to be like what you would call like a bounce back candidate. I don't think he's going to all of a sudden um, do what he did in 2016. I think he's kind of where he's at right now. That's why personally, um, I would rather see him as that backup catcher. Mm-hmm. And uh, give Brusaglio an opportunity to develop because Berseno did take steps forward at the end of last year, the middle of last year, um, and he's only 26. Yeah. So it, to me, it would be kind of unfair for this 26 year old who showed that he can produce and he is getting better to say, okay, now take a back seat, maybe you know waste a year of, of development, mm. not getting as many at bats as he should because we have a 33, 34 year old catcher now that was eh last year. Um, so I mean, I like the signing as far as as long as he's not the main catcher now if they want to go um four games three games split then that's cool but i, I think luke roy is in no position to be like a five game to two game kind of catcher where he's where he's catching the five games out of, for, out of every seven i think if you want to kind of split down the middle between the two then that's cool if you know if he works better with like three or four pitchers and you want to do that kind of a matchup that's cool but i think you have to be able to work Bersenio in there somewhere just to see if he can develop and take that next step. At a, like I said, as a 26 year old catcher that, um, is t- obviously he's under team control for a while now, last year being his first year and could possibly be, if he does take the next step, a catcher for the next, you know, three, four years with the team.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of with you on that as far as like letting bersenio get some at bats or some playing time, because if you guys remember the angels had a guy like that in Carlos Perez, who, you know, they kind of had him there. Didn't really play much. Then he played a while. And then,
2: they, they never let him. Then, I feel yeah, never, never really let him. fully develop no. what he could be. He showed glimpses yeah. of what he could do, and but then, he would be on the bench then for the next three or four games and never really be able to yeah. um, get like any kind of momentum. No. So, and then the
1: next season they send him to AAA because they want him to develop again. But then he never came back up to really right because then
2: you do that enough times where you yeah. send a guy's up, send them down. Now next thing you know, he's out of options. So if you bring him up, you got to make sure he's going to be playing. And I think that's what happened mm-hmm. with Carlos. They they send him back down and then he got he got claimed yeah so. by Atlanta. So and then he's kind of worked his way around. But still, I think if you let Persino try to just at least develop, and I'm not saying you give him the whole year. Mm-hmm. Maybe you give him the first three, four months of the season to see if he is at least what he is last year or taking a step forward, and if not, then yeah. Yeah. Then you go ahead and, and, and give it to the veteran and see if he can light a spark under uh, the staff and, and, and offensively.
1: We had an email regarding Luke Croy from Derek Trainer. He says, hey there, guys. Hope you guys are doing well. So what are your honest opinions on Luke Croy signing That's you, we gave him to you? He said, was Grandal asking for too much and the Angels didn't want to go there with the money?
2: I believe so. I think the Angels are very set on – this is where we're going to spend at these at these positions, and we're not really willing to budge on it. Like uh, some of these pitchers that are that have they missed out on, yeah. I think it's not necessarily they didn't want to go to Angel Stadium. I think it's mostly you know these other teams were giving them those extra years. Maybe the year, maybe the yearly salary was the same, but maybe these teams are giving them that extra third year, and the Angels were like, no, we're not, and they're not willing to budge on it. Which um, I think is the right way to go. You don't want to. I think a lot of people get caught up on spending money on guys and what they've done, not really realizing that you're kind of paying for what they're going to do. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you know, whether it's you know um, a big bat or, or or a starting pitcher, to back up the truck and give them money yeah, for it, for something that they did in the past that wasn't even with your team. Now I understand right. if it's a. <clears throat> Uh, a, a guy that's been on the team for the last five, six years and you kind of want to say, hey, we appreciate you. Here's a lot of money and we'll see. We'll, and we'll play the future out from then. And That's fine because at least when he produced, he produced for your team and it's kind of goes hand in hand. But a lot of these guys are, are wanting uh, these big name signings. Like, for, yeah. for what reason?
1: Um, that There's an email from Edward Viscaino. Um, he kind of touches on that, which is cool. He said, Happy New Year's, guys. I've been patiently waiting for the new podcast. Angel fans, I've been seeing on social media Just hating every signing. What the heck? I think the Angels track record of signing names has Epler a bit hesitant, but in a good way. I just don't think there is a big name out there just yet that I would want the Angels to spend large money on. Um, Yeah, I think he nailed it on the head, right? Yeah. I mean, I wish everybody thought like that because it makes sense. Like, you're not going to go out and get, you know, this one dude who had three good seasons and give him, you know, Five years, $80 because look how many times we did that. We did that with Vernon Wells. We did that with Josh Hamilton. Right, so, and, be 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 patient and, mm-hmm. and pick and choose the guys you actually want. Maybe there's guys next year that the Angels are looking for and say, you know right, what? Right, and, and I think I'm next, next year
2: right you, you have guys like <clears throat> Bum Garner's going to be a free agent. He's a little bit older, and we'll see how he bounces back. But you also have people like Garrett Cole that's going to be a free agent next year. Um, Went to UCLA. Maybe the Angels are kind of saving for that. I think next year's class is actually better than this year's class. Absolutely. Without getting super deep into the names and stuff like that, but um, you know, it doesn't make any sense to be spending money on these guys. Are going to be thirty, you know, thirty six by the time the contract ends. Um, The most viable thing now with teams is in-house players because they're they're affordable, they're homegrown, so you don't you don't waste you know, a, a draft pick by signing them and sending him a draft pick somewhere else. You're not, you know, backing up a ton of money on them. Um, that's, and I think that's what major league baseball is going to as a whole, because you see it. There's not the same <clears throat> free agent type of signings. Isn't happening like it was uh, four or five, six years ago. It's just, they're just it's not like pool holes was probably that last, Huge contract for a veteran player. You don't see that anymore because not only the Angels have been burned, had to be but, us and give it to them or... But like I said, it's not it hasn't. It's not just the Angels has been yeah. burned by this. There's been plenty of other teams that have been burned by it, and and now GMs are are taking note of it. And it's like, why? Like I said, pay someone for what they've done when going forward. You're not necessarily guaranteed what they're going to do.
1: Right. Right. Uh, you know. Uh, you mentioned a few people. <clears throat> I'm sorry, you haven't mentioned anybody. You were mentioning all the Angels missed out on a few guys. Um, big names to me I guess that people were like wanting the Angels to really get was a guy like Kluber um, who's still available but I know honestly it's not gonna happen yeah he's asking for a lot of money Keiko
2: Keiko Keiko again is a guy that's probably uh, money wise out of out of what the Angels want to spend and mostly because (laughs) too you gotta remember Keiko was like the three in Houston like yeah maybe he might be a one maybe he might be a two and and in Anaheim, but realistically, he's not one of those guys that is a, um, for the money you're going to pay him, you're not. He's not that kind of a pitcher. He's not a front line going to dominate every single time. Well, yeah, not.
1: I'm not going to. I don't. I wouldn't want the Angels to give him five years, ninety million. Like, right. Ex- exactly.
2: Yeah. So, um, and then I kind of look at it like this: like you have Skaggs, you have Haney, the next five years of them, or the next five years of Keiko. Mm, right. You know what I mean. So, um, and you know
1: what though, if you ask that question, a lot of Angel fans will so take the Keiko
2: because they I, like and oh, yeah, yeah, and not me because it's the name and it's something they recognize. And he won a Cy Young maybe a handful of years ago. But
1: did he? I don't think he did. Yeah, he won a Cy Young. Did he? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, he won a oh. Cy Young. I believe it was. I will look it up. I think it was like three years ago. Um, with Houston, before they got uh, Garrett Cole and, and obviously before they got Verlander, um, he was their ace pitcher, yeah. Cy Young Award winner in 2015 with 20 wins. Wow. Um, but, you know. but he
1: had a 2016, was it, right? Yeah, good. so, I mean,
2: pitching is hard to judge. Um, you know, his Cy Young year was when he was 27. <clears throat> now he's going to be 31, 32 years old, and, and, and do you want to pay him 5 Five million dollars or six or not five million, but five years and, and yeah. a big, heavy price for that. Um, you know, I just don't think that's necessarily a huge, um a wise decision with what that the Angels could do because I just don't feel that the need isn't that bad mm-hmm. where they need to overspend on a guy
1: and another guy that everyone was talking about, like Ivaldi, who ended up Angels didn't end up getting. Mm-hmm. And there was a crazy, crazy uh, graphic stat line that if all these numbers were, I. Absolutely identical to Cahill's last year. Yeah. Ab- like, But it just depends on, 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 on
2: who it, you know,
1: it's like, yeah. who who are you and
2: what have you done kind of stuff. And, right. And some people, people saw get him in it, October. Yeah. And, right. and that. Which is great, but in kind of what we talked about afterwards, you kind of are now wondering what is going to, how is it, how's that going to take out of him um, going this next couple of years? He's not going to be able to rebound uh, probably the same way as if he didn't put all those extra innings on his on his arm in the, in the postseason. It's just, right. um, there's going to be some kind of wear and tear, and then if you sign him for like a four- or five-year
1: deal, now you're stuck with it. Another guy was like a David Robertson, a guy mm-hmm. out of a bullpen. A lot of Angel fans were upset that they didn't sign him. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah, and then like I started talking to some uh, a fan site or fan page on Instagram about it, and, and again, they, their whole thing was, oh, well, look what he's done, look what he's done. I'm like, great, that, I, I'm not saying... What he did wasn't worthy of mm-hmm. you know all the praise that he got you know mm-hmm. leading up to the point. But if you're gonna, because uh, there was an article that came out that the Angels were, were comfortable with some of their younger guys like a Ty Buttry, right? And he's saying how are you gonna, how are you gonna rely on Ty Buttry? I'm like, well,
1: at some point you have to. At some point you have to, you have and to. then you gotta let these guys. And develop. it's about
2: value. So right. let's just say the difference between their numbers, <clears throat> money wise, is nine million dollars over a year because. You know, mm-hmm. Buttry's like the league minimum. Yeah. He was a rookie last year. So he's not making. So yeah. is his numbers going to be so different between <laughs> Robinson and Buttry that's going to be $9 million worth of difference?
1: And and to me, and it, it goes in line with what you're saying is, you know, you're going to invest four or five years of Robertson at that money. So what does that do for a guy like Buttry? Yeah. Uh, you have a guy like. Uh, Keenan Middleton, who's going to be the closer? Right, He's you don't closer. you don't need a closer. You so, just need your you need yeah. your current closer yeah. to get
2: healthy. That's what so they need. so. Why
1: would you go out and sign a guy for four years right. to do the spot that a, you already have a guy who you're 100 percent comfortable? You just need him to get healthy, right? And then you got a guy like Buttry. You got a, you got guys in there who are valuable enough. You're or at least you feel are valuable enough that look. Why am I going to overspend for a guy right now when I got these two guys right here, right. you know, ready waiting, ready and ready and waiting in the wings? It's just. You know, you again can't can't just go say I want to get him because he's he's done this job and he's proven. Well, the Angels have some guys that can do it, and like I, I mentioned before, at some point Frankie Rodriguez had to get thrown out there. Right. At some point, Troy Percival had to get thrown out there. At some point, you know, and when Greg Krimble, Kim, Kimbrough had to get thrown out. there. At some point, you got to let these so young guys develop.
2: And, and David Robinson's thirty, going to be thirty four this there season. I mean, he's making ten million. He's going to make ten million dollars. That's so you telling me line. when when David Robinson or not David Robinson, when uh yeah, Robertson uh is thirty six years yeah. old at the end of the contract, making twelve million dollars, his numbers aren't gonna be somewhat close to Butchery who's gonna be making what, like three million at the time?
1: Gee. Yeah. I mean, you, I mean it's, it's,
2: gonna, it's gonna be like a eight million dollar difference. Yeah. His numbers are gonna be so astronomically better. Yeah. Than 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 Buttree or Justin Anderson or you feel in the young yeah yeah, yeah. reliever the Angels have on roster right now is he going to be that much better I don't think so and I think that's what a lot of these GMs are looking are waiting like there's tons of relief pitchers out there and guess what a lot of them aren't going to get signed until probably
1: February also too when you and and something we can't look past is. Not just the fact that you know he's gonna get paid this much more than this guy or that guy, but you gotta look at how much money he's gonna get paid in two years when the Angels have to try and re-sign Mike Trout. Right, you know, you're gonna lock up ten million dollars on David Robertson, who's gonna be 36 by the time. Yeah. you know, mm-hmm. that's ten million you could be using to kind of lower Mike Trout back. Right, you just never know. And so, it,
2: it, and, you know. and that's and that's what, what baseball is turning to. You gotta find these relievers or these these pitchers, especially pitchers that are gonna hit their stride right when they start kind of in that middle that arbitration years so you don't have to pay them necessarily top dollar but you also have you have control over them and then once they hit free agency maybe they're maybe in a shitty but maybe they're used up and you can let them go but that's kind of where these teams are headed now where we're going to get our young talent out there so we have control over them and and we'll put them out there and see what if not okay roll out the next guy
1: yeah all right um Anybody else that what stood out to you that we um, missed out on? Missed he, out on?
2: Yeah, I mean, you have the normal uh, like relievers. Everyone the big relievers. So you got like a Zach Britton that signed with um, that signed I think not too long ago with New York, three, uh, three million or three years for thirty nine oh, yeah. million. I guess the Angels were pretty
1: involved in that. Joe right? Kelly
2: is now um, Dodger. Dodger. That's three years for twenty five million. Thirty one years old. And then starter wise, you uh, people wanted like AJ Happ. but he signed for two years and thirty. Talk about older, than old yeah. guy. 30, two years for $34 million. Now he's in New York. You've um, got a couple, I guess, re signees, I guess. So to add more depth to the pitching rotation for the Angels, Angels uh, claimed back Parker Bidwell mm-hmm. from the Yankees after him being a Yankee for, I think, two months or yeah, something, something crazy like that. Like that. And they re signed Alex Meyer to a minor league deal. Right. So again, if. You know, the shit hits the fan. You have these young arms that can come up and at least do something. Depth, yeah, depth. depth. I think depth. I think this is more of a depth year than a um, yeah. All star. This is something that
1: they didn't do last year. They didn't go out and they didn't get like a Harvey and Cahill. They just they weren't even because you know last year it was a a large list of guys who were were like that too that they didn't go out and sign. Right. They signed these guys last this year, and then they re-added Bridwell and Meyer for the depth. You just never know what's going to happen. So
2: yeah, I think that's the biggest thing. Um, you're always going to have the depth there. And I think that's the biggest need for the angels or has been for the angels uh, for a while now is, is the, the the depth. So when someone comes gets injured, you have something that can come up and produce right away. And you're not, not relying on a reliever, um, you know, a couple games out of the week.
1: Cool. Right on. So that wraps up the whole kind of the news of the month of December into today. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the signings. Those are the moves at the angels, if we missed anything, we're sorry. Um, you know, we try to be as thorough as we can. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to go to commercial, and we come One, back from the break. Oh, what?
2: One thing before the break um, I want to talk to you about, and, and you know, probably because you're a little more familiar about it than, than Chris or I, but um, sad news with the Angels organization. Oh, yeah. and, and it was kind of a freak – act, not accident, but it was kind of just weird how we got done talking on the podcast, recording a podcast that, day. that, that night, that and night. then maybe – two two hours hours. yeah two and a half hours later you know you get Mm -hmm. them you get the alerts and everything like that about um the passing of Luis Valbuena and and me and Chris knowing your relationship Mm -hmm. and how that was um you know for the for the people that have just started listening or maybe don't know um can you talk a little bit about your relationship with Luis how it came to be and 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 your thoughts on it Luis
1: was a a great guy who I mean you guys I mean you guys didn't have to know him personally to know that he was a great guy right his personality like totally radiated through the screen and stuff and the TV screen and you watch him play. I felt like him being at the ballpark made him like a little kid. He was a totally little kid. Like
2: mm-hmm.
1: every time he talked to him when he was on the even when he wasn't on the ballfield, I think him playing baseball was what he wanted to do. Got him out of the country that he lived in and all that the poverty and all that stuff and he was very grateful for that. He was a man of God too as well. Um my relationship with Luis, it started back in like two thousand and five. He was a prospect for the Mariners Uh, playing in Inland Empire for the 66ers that was a Mariners organization at the time my brother worked like he was assistant to media relations so my brother's job was to kind of gather up the players after games and get them like interviews for the radio all that all that stuff so uh, my brother uh, speak me my brother both speak Spanish so you know we were able to talk to these 18 19 year old guys from Venezuela Dominican who don't know much English so we talked to these guys, and they they kind of just came towards us because hey, these guys know Spanish. We could talk to them, and we would do favors for them. Like hey, man, can you you know can you um, can you get me like these CDs or can t- CDs? What are those? Yeah, that's yeah. how long ago you know it was. Yeah. Can you burn me these CDs or can you is there Master. any is there any way you could take me to the store because they don't know where the store is. You know, um, they're li- they're living you know in an apartment or they're living with um, what do you call the people that like sponsors almost. Yeah, like there. what do they call those people? Like the Booster Club. Booster, like uh, adopted family. Mm -hmm. They're living with adopted families and stuff. So um, I got to know them through there. We became really good friends through there. Just kind of kept in contact. And the weird thing is uh, my fiance's dad is uh, best friends with Carlos Guillen. Carlos Guillen being Venezuelan has a actual, you know, just coach. He has like a clinic out there in Venezuela. Obviously, Rob Buena, Astrid Cabrera, guys like that are from Venezuelan. Know um, Carlos Guillen, so through that my future father in law got to know Luis Valbuena as well. Crazy small world, um, small
2: world. This is a this is a major league baseball. Yeah, it's small world
1: and uh, small world. She, mm. uh, I, I meet my fiance. We get to talk. I get to talk with her dad. We start talking about all these players. He's driving Luis's car. <laughs> I know Luis Valbuena. We start talking. It's crazy how just that ended up happening, and. uh, It's just a small world how that worked out. But uh, Luis was a very good friend of um, uh, my fiance's dad as well. Um, He, my fiance's dad, my future father-in-law, would um, make sure that Luis was set up for spring training because my my, he lives in Arizona and Buckeye, and he would find uh, Luis's rental space for the spring training. He would do all that stuff. He'd store his car in his garage and all that stuff. And uh so we all had that connection with Luis and he was a great, great person, great to me, great to my kids, great to Jessica, my fiance, great to father in law, and uh always whenever we needed tickets to the game, or he was a phone call away. Every we needed anything from he was just there. So
2: he, even, even when the, the the clubhouse kid had a run to get him on the field like yeah. that like, Hey, this guy is saying that he knows you're yeah, like, Oh yeah, I forgot. Okay, yeah, he's it, good.
1: It happened quite often where it was like uh, Luis uh, didn't get us a t- Hey uh, Yeah we're here for We got tickets from Luis you Yeah, no one's it's written down Crap Can you call him Or you can Yeah They'd run down a kid and Come back Yeah they know him Put him on the list Yeah he's good yeah. So um, But no other than that I mean Luis left behind A, a couple of kids A wife And a um, bunch of friends man And it was just a tragic way For it to end Because um, A guy who loved baseball so much And the bat flips When he's gonna be remembered yeah. for And yeah. uh, he played I think the-
2: this His overall kind of kid-like enthusiasm yeah. when he played the game is something that regardless if you thought he the Angels held on to him too long or not long enough or whatever um that always kind of shone through in his person not only on the field but in the dugout you got the um the, the Mike Mike Trout Juice was originally, uh, I think, something. Louis, Louis Juice. Louis, Louis juice. juice. And then that took on <clears> its whole Mike's thing. Mike Secret stuff. Yeah. So that, I mean, it kind of seems like whenever the Angels Clubhouse started doing something, you can trace it back to Luis doing it first. Right. Everyone's been like, oh, okay, he's having a good time. Let's go with it kind yeah. of deal. So, one thing
1: that a lot of people might not know and um, that I do know is that Luis is, um, when Luis was growing up, he, I'm not lying to you guys. I swear to God, I put this on everything. Luis, Luis, at least from what he told us, was that he always wanted to be an angel. That was the team he wanted to play for. And the reason yeah, and the reason was because uh, the team – that he, his favorite team in Venezuela, um, the colors were the same, were kind of similar, and he always wanted to be on a major league team. And the first team he saw that had similar colors was the angels, and he saw the team uh, on baseball cards. And he just – he's a, a man of God, and he's all – they're angels. yeah, Perfect. I oh, He always wanted to be an angel. So at least, you know, I mean – yeah, it's pretty crazy, but um, yeah, man, it's it's just a, a terrible two weeks there for us, for me and, and and my fiance. That night, we we barely slept, and uh, it was just you know, it's sad, but you know, you got to move along, and um, this is not gonna be the same without him. I know yeah. the spring training is gonna be totally different, but it's cool. Um, you know, we we were so used to being VIP for the last two years. Now it's kind of like, oh well, okay, back with us normal folks. But it's all good, but uh, I'd rather have him here than, you know, yeah, anything else. But whatever, you know, it, it, it is what it is, and hopefully he's up there, and uh, I'm sure he is, and he's uh, going to cheer on the Angels in 2019, I'm sure.
2: All right. Well, Thank you for that. Thank you for sharing, and um, we'll be back after commercials.
1: Hey, hey, what's up? Johnny Catfish here, ambassador for Groove. Tired of your beard feeling rough and not so fresh? Do yourself a favor and do what I did. And check out www.groomgoon.com Groomgoon carries a variety of beard oils and beard and body soaps that will leave your beard feeling soft and smelling great all day long. Don't just take my word for it. Go check it out for yourself. Again, that's www.groomgoon.com And at checkout, use discount code CATFISHTHEGOON All one word, CATFISHTHEGOON receive 15% off your purchase why choose groom goon well because your beard deserves it Listen to my show, the Punk Corner, on KJ Epic Radio, every Thursday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. We're
0: real, we're real. This is Joe Adele here with the Los Angeles Angels. You listen to the All Angels podcast.
1: What is up? We are back. Thank you to our sponsors once again. They're you know, with their do- donations that gave us that gives us the uh, the, equipment. the equipment and the, um, I guess you would call it our our podcast home. Yeah, our, there you go. Yeah, yeah. so um, yeah, and yeah, our network, our our uh, RSS feed that allows us to be on Spotify, on Apple iTunes, and on Google Play. Um, anyway, 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 moving on. Uh, a segment on the show that we always have is uh, the poll question. Daniel, take it take it away, man.
2: Yes, for new listeners or people just here um, that maybe haven't heard before, every week or will be every week once we start. You know, the actual weekly format, but normally before podcasts, we will post a, um, poll question and, uh, just go over the topic when, uh, the podcast airs and can be about angel baseball can be outside angel baseball. But, um, this week, uh, this poll question for this week has to do, of course, with Mike Trout and the news about him, everyone trying to get, um, the angels in some kind of, um, way to, to, to resign them and making him want to come back. So the poll question was, um, what's more important for, to ensure that Mike trout resigns here with the angels? Is it success now or success past, you know, 2020 when he becomes a free agent? <laughs> so, um, the, obviously my result or my, I guess not my result. My vote was success past 2020 because, um, it's great to resign and, and put out a winner now, but if all, if you're winning now and, and all your main players are like 35, when he becomes a free agency, when he becomes a free agent, he'll see that and be kind of, you know.
1: Now, great mind sink alike. But I, I answered the same way because I feel like winning now, sure, it's important. But if, you know, you're looking to sign with a team for, which could probably be your last deal for major money, you want to make sure that this team is able to compete and set up for years later. You don't, that's okay. Maybe you do know what the Philadelphia Phillies are going to do, but you're not, in the organization to fill it out. So you're, you know, if the angels maybe make these moves here and there set you up for 2020 and you say, man, I could see this team really be successful moving forward. um, It gives him, gives him way more, you know, uh, confidence to sign with the right. team, be stay with the team that he's been here with his whole career, right? To give him that extra little oomph to say, yeah, I want to say stay here. I want to stay here and play with Joe Adele. I want right. to stay here and play with Jemai Jones. Yeah, and, and, I mean?
2: and I think, the, and, I, and the majority of the people agreed with us. Sixty-seven uh, percent of the people said success past twenty twenty will be the biggest factor um, compared to success success now. Um, yeah, like you said, um, what it's going to be super attractive. I think to Trout that hey, I get to play center field and this kid over here, Joe, is gonna be able to play, you know, right field with me or left field with me and have a great kind of dynamic duel in the outfield and then Brandon Marsh could be there, you know. Um, then you look at some of these pitching prospects that are coming Griffin up. Griffin Canny Griffin Canning Suarez. you know, uh, Haney and Skags are still fairly young. They'll still be in the mix then. Um, you know and, and you are gonna have like a Jordan Adams type, maybe um, fill in for after um, you know, Simmons. So now you have another dynamic kind of player there or, or, or um, Kevin Martin can be playing third base or whatever, you know, there's a lot of depth in that angel farm system that hasn't been there in a long while. And a lot of these guys are kind of their target date will be, you know, 20, you know, late 2019, yeah, late twenty twenty yeah, late ninth or 2019, or early 2020, or even like 2021, where these guys are going to be making their major league debut and, and hopefully with the angels organization. But when trout sees these, you know, three out of the top, you know, 15 prospects are going to be on the field around the time he's up for free agency. Um, I don't see how that's not a attractive, um, uh, aspect to, to trout resigning because winning's not guaranteed. You can sign the best players in the world. doesn't mean they're going to win.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we're in agreement there. So from one, segment of our show that's a fixture to another segment of our show who hasn't been much of a fixture but i'm going to read a few a few things here all right lou williams or no lamar washington where the hell is curator chronicles uh duncan Healy, where's chris is he okay should we put an all points bulletin will i be seeing his picture on the back of a milk carton let's see uh there's another one uh daniel ortega Hey, so the real question in 2019: Where's Chris, the curator? So, without further ado, folks, it is about that time on the All Angels podcast for your favorite segment of the show, the Curators Chronicles. <laughs>
0: This is another edition of the Curator's Chronicles. Yes, I am alive. I'm healthy. I came out of hibernation. I was up in Big Bear. No, i just joking. Uh, I appreciate all the love out there. Duncan Healy, all the way from Dead Horse, uh, putting out a bulletin. Of course, only bulletins in Dead Horse. Um, I Yeah, I appreciate all the love. Uh, I was taking a class on Thursday nights. I've uh, been working hard actually on a vintage baseball league that John's That's actually right, on. So uh, we're playing vintage baseball, 1886 Spaulding Rules. So I've been kind of consumed with that, but it's good to be back. Uh, it feels awesome um, and looking forward to the 2019 season. So with this edition of the Curators Chronicles in the year 2000, good year for me is the year I graduated high school. So that kind of dates me a little bit, but it was the year of the new millennium. And if you guys all remember remember that with the Y2K bug, So uh, not a lot going on in January uh, when it comes to angels history. But again, reading from a book um, that was the trusted guide by the angels journal by John Snyder Uh, this week in January of 2000, January 11th, 10 days after the dawn of the new millennium and the end of worries about the Y2K problem. Have you guys remember that, we thought all those computers weren't going to recognize the date, and there's going to be a mass cata- catastrophe and, and hysteria. Oh, yeah, I The Angels avoid hysteria. I just threw that in there. And sign Scott Spezio, most recently with the Athletics, as a free oh. agent. I like how the description says the dawn of the new millennium. Have you guys, John, remembers that the Angels... Or there's a 2002 kind of a documentary called The Red Dawn Rises. Yes. And so if you think about it, though, without Spezio, yeah. do the Angels win the 2002 World Series? No, they don't. They don't, right? No. I guess you can make a case for every player. Everybody had a role. Right. But if you remember but, game six, yeah. he hits a three-run home run. Angels are down. I believe it's 5-0. Five 5-0. Five oh, yep. They come back. for Six runs. Seventh inning. Um and beyond, and to take a force of Game Seven, in which you know the rest is history. Uh, fun fact: uh, A lot of you guys that are around the stadium, if you go out into right field, um, just kind of old, by the old bullpen, where it's just kind of an alleyway out there, there is a red seat, and that's where Spezio's home run ball actually hit. So they replaced it with the red seat, just like at Fenway Park. Um, there's a red seat that marks Ted Williams. I forgot how far that home run was. It was the for this Home run hit at the ballpark, so that's kind of a cool thing that the Angels did do. Um, Spezio's career; he went on to win another World Series, I believe, with the Cardinals.
1: Yep, with and uh, David X.
0: six, so two former Angels, uh, kind of going along, um, winning another World Series. His career kind of you know dwindled after that. Had some substance abuse issues. Uh, there's a whole lot of crazy stuff that I read on Wikipedia before we came. We don't it was, have to get. He was on also
1: that. in a band called Sandfrog.
0: Sandfrog. I was trying to remember the band's name, but it's kind of like heavy metal
1: esque,
0: right? Yeah. Uh, he went on to play some semi-pro ball. Um, kind of had. I looked at some numbers. They were pretty bad. Yeah, I felt I like we it. could put up those numbers on for our vintage baseball smudge team. pots. Smudge pots. Uh, shameless plug at Riverside Smudge Pots on Instagram. Follow the journey. I'm um, working on my mustache. That's I've also been doing that. that. So since we last met, I've been working on that mustache, the curl. Um, another fun fact about uh, Scott Spezio is he's from Joliet, Illinois. And, John, here's a question for you. Who else famous persons from Joliet, Illinois?
1: Sounds super familiar, and I know I know this because as soon as you said Joliet, something clicked in my head. I can't think about it right now. You give up? I do.
0: Rudy Rudiger. Rudy, oh, a yeah, Notre Dame like, Notre football fan, okay. and then everyone, even if you're a baseball fan, Juliet. sports fan, Rudy was a good movie. But yeah, he grew up in The same old town old as Rudy Rudiger. I don't know if they cross circles or anything like that, but uh, maybe who knows? Yeah, that'd be something. I for saw that. I'm like, wow, Joliet. Yeah, that'd
1: be something so. for the dose leprechauns. I bet you Jason would have answered that quickly. Yeah, yeah he would have got that.
0: Yeah. So that's all. That wraps up another edition of the Curator's Chronicles. Glad to be back in the new year and I uh, my resolution is to be here more often and not big time y'all. But uh thanks for having me back and caring about me and my well-being.
1: And and the pod, and the emailers too. They cared about you. Yeah, I, I appreciate you. that. There you go. That was another edition of the Curator's Chronicles. So now that the Chris is uh been introduced. We could we could ask him some of the questions now that we have here. You know, we, there's some emails here that uh we haven't read quite yet, or we only read half because it didn't pertain to what we were talking about. Um so let's let's start off with Lamar uh Washington. I didn't um read his email so we'll read it now. <clears throat> he said um let's say getting there fellas, it's right around the corner. Spring training. The rotation the rotation isn't world beaters but solid. I feel like this is a better season. This is that I feel like it's better than last season. It's a matter of staying healthy. You guys think the Angels are done, or do you all think we can pick someone up right around February or March? What are your thoughts on that, Daniel?
2: I I don't think the Angels are necessarily done signing people, um, especially relief for help. I, like I said earlier, I think they're just kind of waiting for the market to go down and add depth. I don't I, I don't see them making like a huge splash, but I do think that they'll sign someone. Um, I'm kind of interested to see where – um, oh, I'll wait for this for another one. I uh, know email you're going to bring yeah. up later, but um, yeah, I think they're going to sign someone else bullpen wise, get help there. Um, but you're right. the 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 starting rotation isn't necessarily world beaters, but I think there's a lot of potential there. When potential can be a dangerous word.
1: Wow. Um, we've been living on potential for yeah. about four so years. So that's what I'm saying. It, it could be. Yeah. It
2: could be a, It could be a kind of a dangerous situation yeah. when it comes to that. But um, when you have people like um, Scaggs, Haney, um. You know, Jaime Barea, we can't forget him. He had a great rookie year. So, um, you know, the big names, I guess, are not the big names, but the names that Angels have in their starting, I wouldn't say rotation, but in the names they can pull out and make a rotation out of would be Skaggs, Haney, Cahill, Barea, Peña, Tropiano, Bridwell, Peters, Canning, and Suarez. So, um, and then JC in the, you know, June, July-ish kind of. But I I, I, I like that. I, and I you left out Harvey. Harvey, yeah, sorry. I went too fast. Yeah, but you know, I think between <clears throat> those names, you can you can have a, a I wouldn't say like a top three, uh, rotation, but I think you can get have a top ten, you know, seven eight, um, rotation in there, um, if everyone can stay healthy. I think what, that's the biggest. That
1: thing. The, Lamar said it. It said it's a matter of staying healthy. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, like I just mentioned, we've been living on the potential of Garrett Richards for the last four years, right. hoping that potential, uh, of Heaney and Skaggs. I think now, again, with the acquisition of Harvey and Cahill, it's going to take a little pressure off these guys to eat up innings and and be those inning eater kind of guys. Right, I think so too, yeah. So, um, I I, I like the signings, man. (coughs) Excuse me. Uh, Next email, we read half of it from uh, uh, Edward Viscaino. Um, He said... Oh, no, I think I read this whole thing. Did I read this one? Yeah, I read this whole one. Let's go to... uh, Let's go to Duncan Healy. Duncan... Uh, let's see He said Okay yeah He said um, He says I like the Harvey Cahill uh, What they could bring As far as the Angels Going, going out Or see Sorry Okay as far as the Angels Going out and getting Kaiko I just don't want them To overspend on them Angels fans really want them To just get anybody With a name And that's what you've been saying uh, Still kind of curious To see if the Angels uh, Yet See kind of curious Kind of worded wrong here But I'm trying here I'm kind of curious to see if the Angels go and get an Asdrubal Cabrera, or Josh Harrison type guy for second or third, or will they go for with a Fletcher, Fletcher or Renfingo? Because I'm with Johnny. I'm not sold on Fletcher being an every type day player, utility guy. Yes.
2: Yeah, I think. I th-
1: there's another email that's, that's just like this. Yeah. So go
2: ahead and pull that one up okay. real quick. I'll, I'll 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 kind of delay, but yeah, um, I still think there's gonna be some kind of movement there, there and I think. Cozart's going to be a big part of what's going to happen with those two positions. Right. So go ahead
1: and uh, this one comes from Lauren Lauren uh, Cod. Hey guys, so I had mentioned before, all the guys here at work in the shop listen to the podcast, including my husband. We own a auto body and welding shop. Anyhow, to they- sponsor. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> anyhow, and we have a vintage baseball team. You want to sponsor that too? <laughs> um, right? I, exactly. We were all in the bus when when it happened too. Um, anyhow. Uh, they pretty much all have the same question. Why are the Angels fans so high on David Fletcher and Taylor Ward? I personally like Fletcher, but all the guys here agree with you guys. It's some Is it something that I get and you guys here or, and the guys at work aren't getting? Just kidding. Keep up the great work and can't wait for spring training. So
2: yeah. I, I think Fletcher's biggest um, value for the Angels organization is going to be that utility guy where you can put him out there. You know, three. You can put him in three, three games back to back to back, in three different positions. I think that's will be his biggest value, is the the diversity of positions he can play. <clears throat> um, a name that I I haven't heard at all, regardless whether it's the Angels or, or any other team, but it's Moustakis. Mustakas yeah. is still out there. He had a one year deal um, last year with the Kansas City, and then got traded to Milwaukee. Um, New Milwaukee for the for the um, playoff push. But he's a name that. I have not heard as far as look one year
1: yeah. one year two year deal I'll take yeah anything there's another email real quick that I did he uh, this comes from Jason DeLoach uh, at Angels Baseball Memes thanks for uh, the podcast adding this podcast to Spotify so yeah we did that um, my question is this do you believe Kozart is a bus set set to have a huge rebound here, or is it just too uh, soon to tell it's hard to believe we've put this. We put this many guys at third, and not one has held out since Gloss. Sean Figgins did pretty good.
2: Yeah, but he's like, but <coughs> I think when you think Sean Figgins, you necessarily don't think position specific. I think because he played kind of, he, he played kind of all over. I mean, he played everywhere, but, yeah, but for
1: two years he was our starting third base. Right, but that's what I'm
2: saying though, he he wasn't there like, oh, um, he was there for six years. That he was a cornerstone of that third base. He was a guy, but you're right though. He did have a good years. But um, yeah, they haven't had a solid third baseman that will contribute year in year out. I'm talking, you know, over like a three four year period. Um, kind of going back to what I was saying earlier, Mustakis, uh, free agent, uh, you know, 28 home runs, 95 RBIs. So I don't know. He only got a one year deal last year. He's from the LA area. Would you want to come to LA to Anaheim for maybe now a two year deal? Um, I wouldn't mind a two-year deal for someone like a He's 30 years old, going to be um, 31 at the end of this season in September. So uh, that would help, you know, age-wise. You know, he's not super up there, but again, it's going to come down to years. But that's a name I'm I'm, I'm kind of interested to see where that's going to go. If they don't go that right that route, um, Kozart's going to be a big part of it, and where he might feel more comfortable playing. I can see him playing second and having Ward play third. Or if um, Rufuco comes up and he likes to roll on fire at second, then all right, cool, put him, put Kozat at third, and, and, and Ward can maybe be the backup or put him down at AAA and let him get a little more at-bats. Um,
1: um, the Fez on Instagram said, what about Marwin Gonzalez? I feel like he's going to ask for a lot of money. He is going to ask for a lot of money. And I just don't want the Angels to yeah. wrap up that much money in somebody I think like that.
2: I think he's going to ask for a lot of money. And, he, and he's kind of a weird situation, too, because the same kind of same thing we're having with Figgins, he plays a lot of positions, and he can play a lot of positions. He's kind of a uh, jack-of-all-trade, but master of none. He can play a lot of positions really good, but can he play one position, third base, great, for what he's going to be asking for? Yeah. His value is going to be more at a at a team that can put him at different positions, you, but you can't put him at first because you already kind of have a logjam um, at first base. Yeah, we do. You really can't put him in the outfield or the corner yeah. outfield spots because you have an Upton and Calhoun. Now, mm-hmm. if, You know, if Calhoun gets traded or something happens to one of those guys, then yeah, but when you signed a Marlon Gonzalez, you're not trying to think about that kind of a future. So, um, I don't see him with the angels just because I don't know where he would play with the, with the angels. I mean, he, yeah. he can play second base, but is he going to be that no, good at second uh, base no. for that contract that he's going to be asking for? Yeah.
1: Him? Then again, we're going we're going back to, you're going to sign this guy for four or five years. What's that going to do to a guy like Rufingo, who's who's lighting the world on fire. Who's, you know, angels are high on. Right. And he's, he's, he's super young. And,
2: yeah. and as soon as he calls up, you
0: have six years yeah. of him guaranteed. Yeah.
1: Um, we're
0: getting tons of comments on the Instagram right now. Um, A lot of Harper stuff. Uh, No, please no. No Harper stuff, guys? No, no, we don't don't want them. But uh, one question, I believe it was uh, the Fez as well. Um, I actually know that guy. Uh, He said, why wouldn't the Angels be in on Bryce Harper unless they think Trout was going to stay? So basically, um, why aren't we even trying to seek kind of the future of the team unless we're pretty confident that Trout's going to stay. Um, any any thoughts on that? Too much money. Too much money, not enough.
1: Well, too much money for a guy who I believe isn't worth that much money. Yeah, I mean, you look just, at his numbers, he's not a $300 million a year contract I guess guy. The question is is do you think that the Angels kind of feel that Trout's going to stay
0: if they're not even trying to justify? Yeah, no, I, yeah I, think a have, bit. I think you have I think you have to bit. have that.
1: I
2: think what the moves they're doing now too is going is also um, has that mindset that Trout is going to, you have to position yourself. We don't to, need Keiko. Yeah. You, yeah. To uh, position yourself to re sign Trout. Because again, yeah, you want to be competitive now. And for the most part, the Angels have been competitive with tons and tons of injuries. They've been competitive. Um, now, if you get a year or two years of, you know, mostly healthy pitching and mostly healthy um, position players, they can make a serious run into a wild card spot or, you know, even if the Astros maybe take a step back. I mean, these these Astro players are playing a lot of extra <laughs> games in the playoffs the last two years, and sooner or later that's going to take a toll on these older arms, these uh, like Verlander types yeah. that, you know, are doing great, but at a certain yeah. point it's going to hit a wall, and you're just kind of hoping that the Angels are there to pick up um, that slack when that happens. Um, and we said it earlier um, in the podcast, the young talent coming up for the Angels is something the Angels haven't had in years, and to kind of block these guys from progressing <clears> – <throat> And showing trial like, hey, yeah, we could, you know, put an okay team out there. And, you know, maybe some things break our way in 2019. We'll be competitive. Or you can put a team out there saying, hey, these guys are young. These guys are developing. These guys aren't even close to what their potential is. All these signings they these people want are guys who have peaked.
1: Right. And are probably on the back
2: end of their career. Or do you want to go to trial and say, hey, this guy, Joe Adele, he's not peaked yet. Yeah, yeah, he hit 20 home runs last year, but guess what? Yeah, he's 19, he, 19 years old. Right, he, he hasn't peaked. Yeah. You see this guy over here? You see Griffin Canning? He hasn't peaked yet. That's Maybe. Ki- that's
1: why we're not getting Keiko, Jason. Yeah. So uh, – um, ki- Okay, so Jason, Jason Hendricks from Those Never podcasts, Podcast, he said we need to get Keiko, and then I said no, not Keiko, and he said if not Keiko, then what are the starter? Our rotation is not built to compete for a playoff spot. We talked about why not get Keiko because Keiko – is on the,
2: back end, is on the career, back end of his career. And he's, he's a number three.
1: Asking yeah, he's a number three. He's a
2: number three on a on a good
1: team. And of course he's number one on our team, but
2: I don't even think that. I, I would rather again, do you want to pay for someone's yes. next five who you want in the next five years? That's what you're paying for. You're paying for the next five yeah, years. Exactly. Do you want Kaiko for five years or do you want Skaggs for five years? Because right. I guarantee you, the price difference between them two isn't gonna match the the number difference. Okay, yeah. Great, Keiko can have a better year than Skaggs, but is it gonna be Money wise Is it going to be that Five six million dollar
1: difference And and there, Again Why are you going to put in All your money on Keiko Because he's a guy You can get this year When next year You can probably get, get a Garrett Cole a Garrett Cole The list is bigger next year So why Why Hold your Why like Hold yourself there When you can Just wait And there's all these guys Who can, they can save the money Because you're going to You're going to be spending Five six years Ninety million on Keiko When you can give that To Garrett Cole Who's way younger next year You, got, mm-hmm. you guys got to you just not because it's Dallas Keuchel. You're just gonna go out and get him. Like, who was the me, number? Not, who was number, three team was, number three team? was the number three?
2: Was the number three pitcher
1: uh, on the team last? Why year? are you making me mad, um, uh, Jason? So many
0: questions coming, in, I can't keep. up. Uh, I,
1: I got it here. Um, it's funny. When do you guys think we'll we expect to see Joe down? It's funny because I wrote this down right here. Mm-hmm. He said, "What uh, this is from Justin Football." Hey, when do you guys think? Uh, we expect to see Joe Adele and the Angels uniform at the Big A. And now I wrote down here, Adele and Canning. why not 2019? This is why not. Because if you can give these guys years to develop, especially Joe Adele, 19 years old, going to turn 20, there's no need to have him on a major league roster right now. Use up his service time. Mm -hmm. Use up his options so young when you can keep him at AAA and let him just develop. Let him develop at AAA, bring him up. Next year in spring training with an opportunity to win a spot because Cole Calhoun would be, be a free agent at the end of this year. Yep. So he could possibly win a spot next year. No need to rush Joe Adele at all. No need to like give him that pressure right now when you don't have to. Right. Am I right or wrong? No, same know, thing with Canning, right? Same
2: thing with Canning. There's no need for it now. Now injuries can change everything in a second. Um, Adele, I, 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 if he does get brought up in 19, it's going to be towards the end of the year. Um but I don't see why not. He'll probably start in double-A. You can see him in double-A probably for another, like, two months and then have him pop up to Salt Lake and see what he does there because Salt Lake, um, you know, it's going to be a step in competition. And, and you, you've you seen him. We've seen him in person a number of times. And he has that it. He has that confidence. He has that um, mentality that you like to see where he, he'll he go up to bat. Something doesn't go his way. He strikes out. He, he you know – um, grounds out. So he comes back. He's in his notebook making notes about, hey, this pitcher does this. This pitcher does that. You'd like to see that of a young player, um, you know, for Angel fans have seen him in the Futures game did very well. Um, but yeah, I, I can see him at the end of nineteen, but definitely in, in the twenty twenty. And again, that's going to be part of the whole Trout um, re-signing, uh, you know, pitch. It's like, hey, mm-hmm. look at Joe. He was only up with the Angels for you know, you know, two months, and you've seen what he can do. Uh, in person, do you want to be a part of that outfield? Now you right. have Joe, you're gonna have Trout, maybe you have Brandon Marsh, maybe you have another um, young outfielder that um, is there, maybe Jordan, Jordan Adams, Jordan Adams, or someone you know. It's, uh, so, um, this young talent, I think, is the number one reason why Trout will re sign with the Angels, not some pitcher, not Dallas, gonna, not Dallas Keiko, not Jason, Keichel, not Dallas Keiko, not Dallas Keiko, not, not Matt Harvey, not Trevor Cahill. These guys aren't the reason why. uh, Trout is going to be signed. It's going to be, it's going to be Jamiah Jones. It's going to be Joe Adele. It's going to be Griffin Canning. It's going to be, um, you know, all these young athletes coming up that are going to be able to be, help him win a championship. You know,
1: um, Tom Duino mentioned um, on my comment on Joe Adele being in AAA. He said, AA, not AAA. He's too raw." Man, he is well developed, Tom. Like we saw him every day in San Bernardino. This he's guy, so, he is he's raw he's as far raw. as talent athleticism yeah. wise. But this guy, he's his head and shoulders better than anybody on the field. And Sam Bernardino, he was doing good. And when he got called up to Double A, he did pretty damn good for himself. So if he's so good at Double A, there's no reason to move him. Why not move him to Triple A? Because then he's going to be, you know, the the best player on this lower level league when he should be playing Triple A, not Major League. Let him sit there in Triple A. Yeah, maybe start him off in Double A this year. Yeah, let I think him that's move up by the end of the year. To I AAA. think that's
2: going to be the biggest thing is he's going to be in the Double A starting this well, year. Yeah, and then maybe a, a month a or two in a triple um, a. Yeah. Um,
1: Jason also says tell Daniel that UCF sucks. Don't dodge me, he said.
2: Okay, yeah, UCF that's great. You want to we can have another podcast on that too, but UCF, yeah, no starting quarterback that's been lighting the world on fire. We can I
1: can go into Justin best. Football says a Dallas beast. Yeah, he is beast. Um Yeah, I don't I think I've read all the emails I'm going through here and I'm, I'm trying to see but I think I read them all. Um other than um a few other little things that we're going to, I mean, that's, do you have anything else um, is there other anything? than, other than our announcement about our spring training dates? So? Uh, I'm
2: good spring, with yeah. what, 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 an what on spring training? Yeah. I mean, tell the people, people what, are asking. People are asking well, about, yeah, so but we we want to tell, but we got people asking. And for the Instagram crowd, we're going right. to um, hold off. I'm telling you on Instagram. So we're going to make you have to subscribe and listen to this podcast and know when we are going to be out in spring training and, and and the weekend and then our whole deal. So if you're on Instagram live right now, which I bet you a bunch of you are, um, we're going to cut it right now when we do the, the announcement and you're going to have to go uh, subscribe on uh, iTunes, uh, Google play Spotify, um, if there's another new way out there to get it, send us an email or send us a direct yeah. message. We'll find a way to put it out there. But um, there's no excuse not to be out there and, and subscribe. Because so.
1: we're we're going to be out there, guys. And you know, all three of us. Yeah, all of us are going to be out there. And you know how we do. Um, we'll have some stuff for you guys. We, yeah. I mean, I don't. We haven't really talked about what we're going to do yet, like quite. But you know how we do. You know the we curator. Have, we
2: have the days and games. Uh, Locked as far as where we're going to be, and and so
1: we do it big. You know, the curator and his button game is strong, (laughs) and and you know I got some stuff in the works right now. So you know, you guys gotta gotta be there with us.
0: Yeah, we had a question from Beer Baseball on Instagram Live. We actually met that guy. He runs a cool baseball fan site where he travels to baseball fields and rates the beer. Uh, He was asking (laughs) about spring training, and he knows all about that button game because we dropped a bunch of button swag on him last year. So, uh, yeah, make sure we got a lot of things in store, new designs. Um, And then we're going to have our own uh, Airbnb, thanks to Daniel. Um, yeah but yeah we, I'm kind of giving too yeah, much okay, info a, so okay. there we go that's, I'll that's stop fine right with there.
2: the podcast so we're gonna right now before we get into any more we're gonna yeah. cut the Instagram live so Instagram live people thanks uh, for stopping by um, so now okay now that the Instagram live is over if
1: people want us to take the bus out there but yeah I don't, it's not gonna work I mean I don't unless think that's unless
2: unless uh, Unless one of you listeners are part of a towing company and can do know. and can do it as a sponsorship deal, no,
1: I don't. I don't want to go out there in the bus not <laughs> knowing how much gas we have in the tank.
2: <laughs> that could be. Hey, but the good news is, if we go out there and we take the bus out there to Arizona, gas in Arizona is shit. No cheaper there. Than well, yeah, this here. but
1: but we don't know. Like, it doesn't work, right? It doesn't yeah, tell you. Every, <laughs> God, any every yeah. gas station we see, yeah, we better fill it up. In tanks
0: in the back? Yeah, oh, there you man, go. That's kind of right. scary. So yeah, we
1: had. You know, um, let me see, uh, here, I got a couple of emails here. Okay. Uh, Edward Viscano, anything that works this season for you guys is spring training. Um, I think someone else too was like, um, like, what are you guys doing for spring training?
2: Yeah. So Uh, here we go. Spring training. We are going to be there on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, we're coming in, uh, Friday, March 15th, March 16th and March 17th. We will be in Arizona for the Angels' spring training. Um, Chris already kind of let the bag uh, the, the cat out of the bag a little bit We will have an Airbnb in Mesa, Arizona Halo Haven House So it's going to turn into a Halo Haven House Where we will be doing a podcast from there um, So send us emails Send us whatever messages Let us know when you guys are going to be out there Maybe we can work something out I don't know um, We're not trying to get like too rowdy Because like I said it's an Airbnb I need a good rating so I can do this again later um, and not be like these guys trash my house don't let them rent your house or anything like that so nothing too crazy um have a nice little spread but um yeah this will be the first year we are going to go to all three all three of us are going to be in the same same time
1: yeah man i can't wait um man i wish we could like uh like do the whole dj setup like you guys did last year for Godger Haven. <laughs> but you know nah it's all good but, no, I can't wait to be out there and, and kind of just getting to know the fans of Halo Haven, you right. know, people that, that follow the podcast, people that follow the page on Instagram and on right. Facebook. I, we've met a lot of you uh, guys, you know, at the tailgates that we've had last year. I remember on an opening day, uh, Chris and I met a bunch of people right. that were like, oh, you know, oh, we listen to the show. Or, Where's Daniel? And Daniel, you weren't there opening day. I have to go to work this yeah. year, though. This year's different. Yeah. This year will be different. Yeah. And uh, so it'd be cool to see those those people that say, hey, are you guys going to spring training or are you guys at spring training? We'll all be there at the same yeah. time. Uh, last so, year, I remember uh, I was there first, and then Chris, Chris showed up, up later. And, and you weren't I, able to go. I
2: wasn't able to go. I to the wedding. So
1: people were kind of like confused. Well, where the heck's Halo Haven? Yeah, Are they? Exactly. here or not? What's going on? So, so, so. yeah.
2: So Friday the fifteenth is a split squad, split squad game. Not sure which one we're gonna go to. Either they're gonna be at what San Francisco's in what? Scottsdale, Scottsdale, or home against Arizona so that's and it We go Home, home, baby. Um, and then Saturday the sixteenth is gonna be Cleveland at home. At Tempe Diablo and then Sunday the 17th is going to be away in Peoria okay then maybe we can
1: do the home game on Saturday yeah Yeah. so
2: um, so those are the games we're going to be at Um, like I said we'll be out there all weekend we'll have our own little place to hang out Um, but yeah if you're going to be down there send us an email send us a direct message and and let us know what's up and, and we'll try to figure something out for the fans and who knows, maybe this will be our first live audience uh, podcast out there if we get enough people out there.
1: Yeah, man, that'd be awesome. Uh, we were the first podcast ever under the Big A, um, you know, so it's be the first podcast ever at Tempe Diablo Stadium yeah. live from the parking lot so, or from the fields.
2: Yeah. Make sure you subscribe, and we'll be talking about it as it gets closer and closer with more stuff Uh that we're going to do, giveaways and all that stuff. So make sure you subscribe and, and listen to next month's uh, podcast. We'll have,
1: like, sneak peeks of the stuff we're yeah, doing. I we know. Go. Yeah, definitely follow us on Instagram. I mean, I don't know what the Curator has in store, but um, the buttons, I'm sure, right? Yeah,
2: definitely uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, and we'll probably start posting pictures of stuff we're going to be taking out there. Um, Halo underscore Haven um, on both Instagram and um, Twitter. And then, like you said earlier, email us at podcast at gmail.com.
1: All angels podcast at gmail.com. Absolutely. Any questions, comments, concerns? You got questions for the next show? Let us know. Um, again, if anything like major happens within between now and our February show, we'll probably jump on Instagram Live again. We'll do an Instagram yep, Live definitely. feed or whatever. But other than that, we're going to do a show in February, a show in March, and then possibly a live show from Spring Training. Yep. And then April, when the season starts, back to regular weekly, weekly podcasts. So, yep. um, we can't wait for 2019. Um, angels aren't done yet. I feel like maybe they still got a few things up their sleeve. Um, one rumor was uh, the two the two relievers from San Francisco. We'll get into that next time but, if it uh, happens. It's, it's nothing major right now. If it doesn't happen, no big deal. You know, we're good. Other than that, man, um, we're going to wrap up the show. We'll catch you guys next month. Again, like Daniel said, follow us on all social media platforms. I'm Johnny Mags. I'm Daniel Garcia. And you've listened to another edition of the All Angels Podcast. Hiring.